0: Congress is taking UFOs much more seriously. Why is that? And what answers do we need? I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, I'll also tell you how President Biden's open borders led to a brutal murder. Follow the Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. Black Rifle Coffee Company set out on a mission to make the best cup of coffee that's ever hit your mug. And I think they've hit that mission straight on. Their dream has been to sell enough premium coffee to build a support network for veterans, first responders, and law enforcement. And thanks to your support, that dream has come true. Black Rifle Coffee is roasted by a veteran led team of brilliant coffee graders who work tirelessly to roast and bag the highest quality coffee here in America. And the coffee is truly one of a kind and my favorite. Your support has helped Black Rifle Coffee Company expand their team of active duty service members, veterans, and veteran family members, and they were able to donate over 120,000 bags of coffee to veterans and first responders in 2022. Visit blackriflecoffee.com/dana and use my code DANA at checkout for 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. That's blackriflecoffee.com/dana. Use code DANA and also look for Black Rifle Coffee in grocery and convenience stores. Black Rifle Coffee, America's coffee. On Wednesday, when I was briefed on the balloon, I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. They decided, without doing damage to anyone on on the ground, they decided that the best time to do that was it got over water, outside within our within 12 mile limit. They successfully took it down, and I want to compliment our aviators who did it, and we'll have more to report on. This uh, a little later. Thank you. What did you say about China? China. On the What's your message
1: to China? You were saying the
0: recommendation from your was from your national. Security. I told them to shoot it down. On oh, Wednesday. On Wednesday. But the recommendation. They from said was- to me, "Let's wait till the safest place to do it." Hmm. So uh, I think there's there's shenanigans. I don't. The whole thing is so weird. It's Balloon Gate. Welcome to the program. Happy. Monday to you. Dana Lash here with you, as always. And we're going to get your, your week started from C to shining sea. And uh, if you sign up, you got the notice, too, that we went live. Worst image ever selected, by the way. Whoever, Juan, you don't get to pick images anymore. Worst image ever you possibly could have picked to notify that the simulcast is also live on YouTube. But you can also watch DirecTV channel 349, nine two if you're listening to an affiliate in your area from sea to shining sea so is the took five days for the balloon to fall balloon gate i mean it was like little jessica in the well remember that when we were kids and little jessica fell into the well and then the other day someone found out she voted for trump and they tried to cancel her but it's like you can't get any worse than the well so that actually happened i'm not even remotely joking but the balloon They finally shot it down after, of course, it did uh, everything it was probably supposed to do. After it collected all the data, they finally shot it down. And it went into, what, off the coast of South Carolina. They said the debris field, I mean, it's a balloon. So, you know, however you want to interpret debris field, was seven miles long or something. and And it crashed into, crashed to earth in 47 foot deep water. And I saw these headlines, and I didn't quite know what to make of them, where it said, now the race is on to try to salvage the wreckage before the Chinese get there. I'm like, how in the hell are the Chinese going to get there right off the coast of South Carolina and get this wreckage before we are? What? The Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, how is this going to happen? Is Corinne Jean-Pierre in charge of the geographical mapping? Is she in charge of defense mapping now? I'm curious. So the here's the big thing over the weekend. So there's this weird little... I don't know why people felt like they needed to do this. It was a doD that came out and said, well actually a c k s h u l l y actually, there were some balloons that also went out when Trump was president. This is being hotly contested by not only the former head of the Department of Defense but also two folks within DNI, i which we're going to talk about that didn't make didn't, doesn't make any sense so all of that, to me it sounds like a distraction from the fact that this damn balloon flew all the way across the, con- the United States and then only later, finally, when everyone was watching, was it shot down. We watched that this balloon, Fox had a damn live shot of the sky with a white dot in it for nine hours. Everybody was, I mean, it just, it's actually kind of neat to see it blown up but I would have preferred this happen way earlier. So at first... It first was spotted going over the Aleutian Islands. Now, let's just do a quick check just in case there's Corinne Jean-Pierre drive-bys listening. The Aleutian Islands, that's part of the little archipelago there that's over in Alaska. Which also means, too, I think this balloon traversed a portion of Russian airspace for a while. So that was kind that's kind of, they didn't say anything about that. And... It's the Russians, right? If there's anything we know about the Russians, they are super, super anal retentive about their borders, particularly international borders. So I, I would think that they would have known that this Chinese spy balloon was going to be bobbing along, up style through their airspace. So it was the Aleutian Islands that first, and apparently that's when they first saw it, and that's when Biden was notified of this. But nobody said anything to the public until... A newspaper in Billings, Montana wrote about it. And then they're like, oh, man, it's up. The jig is up. We got to talk about it now. That's when and we had audio, audio soundbite 16. Listen to this. This is Montana Governor Greg Gianforte, who says they didn't even know about it. And really until the Billings newspaper article. Listen to this.
1: Well, when I got briefed, uh, this slow-moving balloon uh, was hundreds of miles into Montana. It had already flown near the Air Force Base and the ICBM silos. Uh, When I finally got informed, it was over our most populous city. It got spotted by a photographer at the airport.
0: A photographer just happened to be there. Saw it, took a picture, and a story was born. And this... That, to me, is pretty amazing. And then no one told, and the administration knew, but then they weren't going to tell Montana's governor. You're not going to tell Montana's governor? You're not going to have a convo until it's pretty much almost out of Montana? Well, then it was going through Missouri. You have, Scott, uh, what you, you have Scott and Edwards Air Force Base is there. You also have a defense mapping agency in Imperial. The defense mapping agency in Imperial, Missouri. Yeah. When they built that, I remember my mom going, ah, great, we're going to get bombed. Like, geez, Mom. I was in junior high. I'm like, what? It used to be rolling farmland. They put a defense mapping agency there. Mom, mom was, Nana was like, now we're going to get bombed to hell. Like, what? Really? Should we move? Nap. <laughs> this is such a Midwestern response. Oh, So, very interesting how it decided to go there after, you know, just, just completely convenient, just coincidental, guys, that it hung out over the, the missile silos up in Montana, the air base there, and then went to where we all have our air bases. Didn't we have the B-52s that fly out of one of those Air Force bases where we were, where our hometown St. Louis? Flew over that defense mapping agency. Super convenient. And then it ended up in South Carolina. Now, it sounded like he, they can't make up their mind. He was saying that he ordered the balloon to be shut down, but he was overruled by Mark Milley. The same Mark Milley who had told his, his counterpart in the Chinese military that if the United States were going to issue an attack, that he would have given them a heads up. Remember that story? That same Mark Milley? Yep. The whole white privilege Mark Milley? That's him. Oh. He was overruled by General Mark Milley. Now, Biden does some stupid stuff, but I'm actually with Biden on this one. We had a big debate about this at our table. Because we're like, what about debris? What about whatever? I'm like, eh, it's a balloon. Well, what if there's a, you know, something in it, blah, blah, eh, it's about 60 miles up. You got time to clear the area. They shut down airspace, everything. That's when you knew something was going to pop off. So that they had, what was it? Was it F-22 that took it out? By the way, I have a question. Because don't you, like, paint your, Were they going to paint a balloon on the side of that jet now? Because that's what it took out. I'm just curious. That had to be actually kind of fulfilling for the jet to take that out. as I, I would imagine. It's like a, one of those giant shipping bubbles. Just... Anyway, so he was overruled by General Mark Milley and it looked, it looked sloppy. It looked sloppy. So he just looked like he, I mean, they didn't have it together. They were all over the place. And then the best thing that they had to do was say, well, but Trump actually. But they said, here's the weird thing. And this is CNN, which again, this is such, such oppo from Democrats. They said that that wasn't even discovered until after Trump left office. So former head of DOD, Mark Esper, he said that he was surprised that there were any Chinese spy balloons that went over. When Trump was president of the United States, even John Bolton, who does not like Trump, said that. Well, that's him. He didn't say it like that. He goes, did the Biden administration invent a time machine? What is the basis of this new detection? was his actual direct quote. I mean, even, even, you have John Bolton that's not on the same board with you, not on board with you. So apparently it was discovered only after Trump had left office. Because I would imagine Trump would have said shoot it down too. Actually, I don't, would it even even entered airspace? Would it have, I mean, like why, I don't even think we'd be, ta- we wouldn't have been talking about it. I think they were probably waiting. We saw how quickly this thing went over, Right. I'm wondering when we haven't, we don't have a timeline. Now, so China decided to get, they've got very, they were very upset because this happened. They are not pleased. They are displeased. They reacted with, quote unquote, strong dissatisfaction and protest against the U.S.'s use of force to attack civilian unmanned airships. Oh, please let us issue a statement. They said that we had, we had requested Chinese said clearly requested that the U.S. appropriately deal with this in a calm, professional, and restrained manner. You mean like how China did? Flashback. Let's go flashback. So back in 2001, let me pull this up for you. I think this is 2001. There was a time when there was something sort of similar when we had a surveillance plane that entered Chinese airspace. And this was, no, it was back in 2001. It was a U.S. Navy spy plane. And it just was 50 miles southeast of China's Hainan Island. And we were doing routine surveillance. That's all we were doing. Well, then a Chinese fighter jet intercepted our Navy spy plane. And we, it was described later as, oh, they, had a, they forced us into an emergency landing. No, we crash-landed. The well, Los Angeles Times reported on it at the time. They said that our planes, nose and left wing, the Chinese plane came over and hit us, basically, like bumper cars in the air. And it caused our plane to crash. Now, our pilot, from what I understand, or the, the, everything was fine, but the commander in chief at the time, Dennis Blair of the United States Pacific Command, said the Chinese planes were closely monitoring the military aircraft months before the incident. And so the Los Angeles Times had reported it came from Ling Shui Air Base. It was an F F-8 fighter jet, Chinese F-8 fighter jets. The Chinese pilot Wang Wai reportedly got too close to the Americans and fell back about 100 feet on another temp- attempt. He had attempted to apparently communicate with U.S. pilots before his plane was caught in, I'm sure, just all accident. He didn't mean to get that close into the propeller and his air and then the aircraft split in half and it fell in the ocean. The American pilot was forced to land on Chinese land. He was met with Chinese soldiers uh, who held guns and shouted orders before the Americans were taken to military barracks at Ling Shui. Uh, and then it was they dealt with it. You know, diplomats had to get involved. So is that I mean, if you want to talk about a common restrained and professional manner, is that it? Because then we would have taken a jet and we would have just blown it to high hell and probably used like tannerite and some, you know, throw some explosive dye in there. Red, white, and blue. Is that, is that what they're talking about? We got all kinds of stuff. All right, so State of the Union. Democrats are going to be using it to stage stunts. Cory Bush is inviting Michael Brown Sr. to attend. We're going to talk about that here coming up. We're also going to get into who Democrats are struggling. Uh, Secretary, new mom, Poot Buttigieg, he's trying to do some heavy lifting and explain why people don't appreciate Biden's accomplishments. We're going to get into all of that. How do you say I love you? With flowers, chocolate, can jewelry really express true love? Because in the end, they all fall short. The only thing that can completely communicate the depths of your affection this Valentine's Day is meat. And not just any meat, though. Over 85% of grass-fed beef sold is imported from overseas. Ew. And that's why it has to be Good Ranchers 100% American hand trimmed steakhouse-quality meat delivered directly to your door. Right now, get $30 off any box from Good Ranchers with code DANA. This gift is sure to add some sizzle. Whether on the grill or in a pan, nothing simmers like prime cuts of beef, pasture-raised chicken, and premium quality seafood. Visit GoodRanchers.com and ditch the usual boring gifts that just don't cut it. Say I love you with American meat instead. Snag your $30 off with code Dana at GoodRanchers.com today. Love is in the air and it smells just like, you guessed it, Good Ranchers. Save $30 on your unique gift this Valentine's Day by visiting GoodRanchers.com. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered.
1: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech.
0: So a second mega, there were two mega earthquakes in Turkey. Hundreds are believed to be dead. In fact, they're racing against time to save victims who could freeze to death beneath the rubble. Trap survivors are begging to be rescued on Facebook Live. They're actually doing Facebook Live. Trapped in the rubble of the earthquake, doing Facebook Live. Uh, tremors rocked Turkey and Syria. It was the first quake. The first one struck in the early hours. People were still asleep. The second one hit later that afternoon for them, 60 miles north of the first epicenter. And it was 7.8 and 7.5 magnitude earthquakes, respectively. Uh, and it rained, and there have been snowstorms like all of the horrible things that could happen all happened at once. They decided to get all of the weather. They're missing hurricanes and tornadoes. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But man alive, that's 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 intense Also, Bonnie Raitt finally brought some talent back to the Grammys Which I didn't watch because I don't like awfulness and mediocrity But Bonnie Raitt, I saw this headline And I wanted to immediately wrap my hands around the neck of the writer Who, who published this piece and squeeze really, really hard Like I was going to squeeze Play-Doh through my fist Like that, I wanted to squeeze him like soft bread uh, the article said, "Well, who is so who is Bonnie Raitt? Shock moment blues singer beep. Oh my god. Look, you don't have to be a boomer or Gen X or an elderly millennial to know who Bonnie Raitt is. If you have good taste in music, anyone who has good taste in music doesn't say the words, "Who is Bonnie Raitt?" The people who have to ask that need intervention. It is incumbent upon us to educate them as to what is or is not Good music. She was like the pre-Susan Tedeschi. Bonnie Raitt's fantastic. Anyway, seventy-three years old. She looks amazing. She won for she won a, a huge win, best song, song of the year. She also won best Americana performance and best American roots song. And she's got thirteen over thirty all-time nominations. I don't even care about anything else. But I am going to make fun of the mediocrity that try to masquerade as controversy and offensiveness because I'm so tired of this broke stuff. Anyway, so cool for Bonnie Raid. Makes you feel a little bit better, right? Uh, Also, from The Hill, mm, there's not a lot of optimism about the economy. Record high. 48% expect stock market decline, according to a new Gallup poll. 18%, only 18% of people surveyed think that the market is going to stay the same in the next six months. 31% think it's going to go up. This is all from Gallup. But 67%, these were Republicans and Democrats, folks. There's only like it was only like plus two Republican. Sixty seven percent think inflation is going to rise in the next six months. So even though Republicans were barely more pessimistic than Democrats, it's still the pessimism is pretty equally shared. That's bad for Biden. All right. Coming up, we got a lot more balloon gate. All fun with balloons. Stay with us. I've talked a lot about the Caltech KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the kel KSG? Well, like everything that kel invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun. And the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for 3-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus 1. So that's 6 rounds in each tube, plus 1 chambered.
1: listen to the Dana show live on the Odyssey app weekdays noon to 3 p.m Eastern time yes I said it earlier today on an, on another network and since then I've checked with some of my former colleagues none of them have any recollection of this I I think secretary Pompeo said on TV today uh, he has no he, he never saw anything like this so I, I don't I, I I don't recall ever seeing this happen
0: you know why he doesn't recall Mark Esper former head of DoD why he doesn't recall that ever happening because it didn't happen. I know. Crazy. Welcome back to the program. You can listen to the radio show from sea to shining sea and watch a simulcast on YouTube, Facebook, and The First on DirecTV, Channel 349, The First app as well. All kind, There's like all kinds of ways. So Mark Esper was saying, whoa, 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 hold up again. I'm going to have to call shenanigans. Uh, Kane and I are also like, hmm, seems a little shenanigan-y because this isn't true. It's not true. First off, that's what you come out with to try to make this guy, <clears throat> try to prop him up a little bit and make him look not so weak. That's it. It's, the left was all over this. Do you see it? It's
1: the butt Trump response. It's but always my the butt
0: Trump. Trump.
1: And they, so, to, they, don't, they don't even care if it's true. They just make it up.
0: So they go from my Russia to but my balloon. They go from that to that. That's <laughs> my balloon. Golly, you know, I really can. I just sidebar with you all really quickly. I'm kind of disappointed in the Reddit meme community. There were clearly not enough it-based memes, and I just feel as though there could have been. Right? Just feels like there could have been a lot more play there. So next time, okay, next time. No, but it was. I I could not believe that that was their response. Wait, where's there? We get this because they. They had people who are with currently within DOD try to push this out here. They were, first they, they were saying that, well, we didn't discover the Chinese. First they said this, oh, when Trump was in office, there were, there was not one but three of the Chinese oh. spy balloons. Oh. 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 And then they changed it to say, well, we didn't discover that there was not one but three Chinese spy balloons until after Trump left office. Oh. And we're not going to tell you how we found out about those three Chinese spy balloons. That's That's. And then they said that they flew maybe kind of near Texas, but not over it, but near it. What does that mean? I mean, this story. Let me pull this up. This is a CNN story. It's so weird. It's all over the place. Like their answers are all over the place. They said that, well, currently we understand that there were some incursions near Florida and Texas, but really don't have clarity. You mean those red states? Wait, they literally said this is Representative Michael Waltz in a written statement. This dude wrote this on paper, or at least, you know, digitally, sent it over to the CNN and said that we just don't have clarity on what kind of systems were on those balloons or if they, I swear to you, or if they occurred in territorial waters or over flew land, Cain. If they overflew the land, if they traversed the air area above the land there in the Texas region, we just don't know. They don't know? You don't. How do you not know? They have no clue. This whole thing is such a dodge. So, all of a sudden they're going to come out with this? They didn't say how they discovered that there were three Chinese spy balloons when Trump was in office. They didn't say... When they discovered that there were three Chinese spy balloons when Trump was in office, the only thing that they just said was, well, we didn't discover it until after, you know, he left the office.
1: Those details would require them to lie bigger.
0: Yeah. We need much big lies. Yeah. Come on now.
1: Also, uh, D&I John Ratcliffe had a great point about all of this, if you want to hear what he had to say. I
0: surely do, sir. Yeah,
1: this, it's all ridiculous. Well, it's
0: not true. I can I can refute
1: it. Um, uh, former Secretary of Defense, uh, Mark Esper, refuted it yesterday. Sec- former Secretary of State and CIA Director Mike Pompeo has refuted it. But Maria, the American people can refute it for themselves. Um, uh, do you remember during the Trump administration when uh, photographers on the ground and commercial airline pilots were talking about a spy balloon over the United States, uh, that people could look up and see even with the, with the naked eye and that a media that hated Donald Trump, wasn't reporting. I don't remember that either because it didn't happen.
0: Mm. See, there you go. That, that's, yeah, there you go. John Ratcliffe. I mean, nobody, I can, even John Bolton was saying that this, and John Bolton does not like Trump. I'm pretty sure that if one or the other were in a crosswalk and the other was driving a car, that that person who was in the car would speed up. Yeah. Pretty sure. Like, I'm not a betting person, but I totally would bet on this. So it's, that does, this is a they, the way that they immediately put it out there was they were trying to argue that somehow Trump ignored it. Trump just, you know, because he loves China so much. I mean, he's only mocked them ever since he took office and, and people try to call him racist for it. But OK, uh, no, they just it was is they discovered them after they came near the United States. So the Biden administration, I guess, with a brief Congress and they, they don't they can't explain a single thing. Nothing. This is this is how fake news happens. I mean, this it sounds like they are lying because they are. That apparently nobody else saw the balloon. The balloons previously that were apparently just like this one. Everybody could see this balloon. I mean, this is the United States, especially some of the states that 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 it apparently they don't even they couldn't even tell you with clarity remember where it flew over everyone looks up in the sky and if they see something they don't know what it is it's an immediate UFO oh no it's UFO that's how I mean, we have UFO it would have been seen someone would have seen it they would have seen it like the photographer in billings who saw it in you know a couple pictures and boom breaking story this is crazy, and, and i this is them trying to push this stuff out as a dodge for this. Now, speaking of, I wanted to get into this story here. So Gitmo, which we don't talk enough about, Biden apparently quietly released an al-Qaeda terrorist, Majid Khan, to Belize after after he spent 16 years in CIA custody in Guantanamo Bay as everyone else was watching the balloon in the sky on their televisions for nine hours on Saturday. I was saying you need to watch what's happening while this is going on. Because, and if everyone was outraged, again, I'll say it again. If everyone was outraged about the spy balloon, you literally have, if you or your kids have TikTok or if you use Zoom, you have a Chinese spy balloon already on your phone or your laptop or your iPad. That is why we don't have TikTok and I don't use Zoom. I don't use, I don't use Chinese spy balloon software. I don't do it. So while that was happening, very quietly, this Al-Qaeda terrorist who was radicalized by 9-11, was released from Gitmo. 42-year-old Majid Khan, he was moved to Belize after spending 16 years in CIA custody. Now, authorities, as it's been reported, have maintained that he was a close personal ally of Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, and he was the guy who helped uh, finance and transport the other terrorists. And Khalid Sheikh Mohammed... They wanted to attack gas stations, U.S. gas stations and water reservoirs. And he was going to use, apparently, he was going to use Majid Khan to do that. And so Khan was the only United States legal resident who was held at Gitmo. He says he's changed and he's going to be a law-abiding citizen. He's a changed man, just like all the other terrorists that have been sprung before him and went right back to terror. He's a changed man. He's going to live the good life in Belize now. Do you believe that? No. I mean, it's so funny because I totally don't either. Uh, Yeah, so he's, you know, 20-plus years, and now he's freed, former CIA black site prisoner. He's freed. He was a high-value detainee, and he's apparently, you know, now they've got pictures of him hanging out in the shores of the Caribbean, you know, having himself some sodies, you know, just, you know, living the life. I'm sure he's going to totally stay away from all of his terrorist friends who are still doing terrorist stuff. Because remember, every single time that they've released these people, what's happened? They legit go straight the heck back to terrorism. They go back to their cabals. They go back to all of it. But this was all quietly happening. Because balloon. Balloon in the sky. Now, in the meantime, additionally, the House Intelligence Chair, Mike Turner of Ohio, accused Biden of, quote, trying to change the news by offering Congress a Trump classified documents briefing on the same day as the uproar over the spy balloon began. Turner revealed that Congress is going to be briefed this week now on these classified documents improperly possessed by Biden and Pence. And they said Trump, you know, Trump said he was able to declassify. But he says he hasn't heard anything from the Biden administration about updating on the spy balloon. So I don't know if Congress is being briefed on that. You know, I mean, that's that seems to be like the there's no briefing on the balloon can you just go back to that for a minute i have like i i've created a million ways in my head to blow this thing up why am i the only one am i i'm not i feel as though they took way too long to take this thing down it traversed all it, it because it was clearly i think about intercepting communications now can they access and see what communications it intercepted so that they can see perhaps what the ccp was looking for they better get to this debris I can't believe that no one... You know, they didn't brief... They didn't even tell uh, the Montana, Greg Gianforte, they didn't even tell Montana's governor what was going on. You think they're going to brief Congress? No. But, hey, you want to look at these classified docs, guys? Look, I've got some classified docs here. Mm. They're going to wave that around to try to entice people to look away, look away. Now, the State of the Union... So, it's going to be a little different because normally, and I'm going to talk more about this, normally... Uh, what I, I think I live tweet it usually sometimes I have to be in DC or New York because we would do analysis after um, but usually I would just live tweet it and because it's also heavy on policy unless he s- hits you know some particular areas in which I have some expertise which I know what he's you know he's gonna he's probably I, I, I would imagine he's gonna lie and gaslight about how great the economy is and he's probably I can't imagine him go- diving into foreign policy I, I don't I will be shocked if he mentions the balloon. I'll be shocked if he mentions the border. I really will be. But it's going to be a little different, like I said, because I usually will like, uh, have live discussion. I've, the past couple of years, I think I've hosted it on the newsletter for our subscribers. I'm not going to be able to do that this year because I'm going to be at the State of the Union. And when you go into the gallery, apparently you can't have any electronic devices. That's going to be wild. So I'm going to mentally compose a thousand tweets, and I'm just going to unload the moment that I am reunited with my digital megaphone. So that's going to be very, I don't even think I can bring, do you, I wonder if that means like watches. I bet I can't even bring like my Apple watch in. Really? I'm going to have to wear an old school timepiece. I'm going to have, I'm going to have to, look at, look at how bad I am. I'm such a baby. I'm going to have to be Laura Ingalls Wilder. I'm going to have to go back to the days of yore. It's going to be like having no electricity or running water. What? I know. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that because Democrats are already, a lot of the times, the guests that some of these other folks bring, um, they are, and I'm going as a guest of my congressperson, my congresswoman, Beth Van Dyne. The uh, guests that some of these other, that some Demo- Democrats usually do this, they'll bring oftentimes controversial people. And like, for instance, Cory Bush is inviting Michael Brown Sr. King. Dude. Dude, we're going to talk about this coming up because I'm going to run into I will run completely off the road and forget our whole other segment of what's going to happen. We'll discuss that here momentarily. Friends, 2022 is history. Have you thought about what you'll do in 2023? How you will make it better than last year? Every new year is a new opportunity. So I have a great way for you to make the most of this one. This year resolve to become a better educated American and the good folks at Hillsdale College have made their amazing online courses free for all who wish to learn. And my challenge to you is just take one of their fantastic courses. You can discover the beauty of the Bible in the Genesis story or study the writings of C.S. Lewis or explore the true meaning of America in Constitution 101. There are many more to choose from and all these self-paced free courses feature Hillsdale faculty and scholars. Visit Dana4FORHillsdale.com and pick one of more than 30 free Hillsdale courses. I hope you'll accept my challenge and resolve to be a more educated American in 2023. Pick whichever course you like at Dana4Hillsdale.com and start your free online course today. That's Dana4Hillsdale.com.
1: Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others.
0: The Dana Show.
1: The military gauged the different risks and the different uh, benefits of, of different approaches, made the decisions that they did brought this thing down with that incident right but the presumption has got to be that the chinese were able to gather intelligence hovering over the united states for day after day especially over some of these sensitive sites i'm sure there's a similar presumption about what spy satellites do uh that is well outside of my lane
0: he is so choreographed all right pete we're gonna put you out there you shut up on anything that has doesn't have anything to do with you being gay or bridges which you like or trains or racism And you can touch on climate. Everything else you stay away from. He is so, he is choreographed within an inch of his life. Welcome back to the program. Your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash here. I hate the body language of he's sitting there with his hands. He's sitting at the table and he's got his one hand crossed over the other. And then he opens them up like there's a button in his back that when pressed it, his arms open up. I had a Barbie that did that, Mm -hmm. except when her, her arms didn't open up, she ran her arms through her hair. It was like the 80s Barbie, and she had uh, this old, like, dynasty kind of blowout. I swear her little, sh- her little outfit had shoulder pads. It was, like, made of lame. It was crazy. And you'd press a button on her back, and her arms would go up. And he does that, except his goes out. And he is so wound up tight. He's sitting there, and he does the same move every time. Well, that's out of my lane I can't talk about... You can't talk about how airspace was shut down around the balloon. I mean, good grief. Secretary. You're the transportation. Well, I can only talk about being gay or climate or racism and maybe some things about some bridges. That's it. What do any of those other things have to do with transportation? Well, I don't know.
1: Everything else is out of his lane. It's
0: all out of my lane. I got one very tiny lane. A <laughs> little bitsy. little little bitty tiny lane. Yeah, he's, it's, that's, it was just, he was, that whole segment was pointless. His segment was pointless. There was nothing new. He was just there to fill up time on the, on CNN. He was just there taking up time. And I could tell, even though Tapper got mad at me because I got, I, I, um, I made a remark to him after because we'd always gotten along, but I made a remark to him after Parkland. This is in the wake of Parkland and everything. And I referenced him as a company man and he got mad at me and unfollowed me and was done. But I could tell watching this that he was done. He didn't, he was done with with Mayor Poot Buddha not having answers. All right, second hour on the way. The Grammys is so cliched and cringe and broke. And I didn't realize that the Chinese spy balloon dressed up as Madonna to host part of it. Stay with us. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers service with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. So if you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 4G 5G networks, so you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. Resolve now to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. The Patriot Mobile 100% U.S. based customer service team makes switching easy. Just visit patriotmobile.com/dana or call them at 878 Patriot. Get free activation today with the offer code DANA. That's patriotmobile.com/dana or call 878 Patriot. patriotmobile.com/dana or call 878-PATRIOT
1: he has got a lot of things to tell. Why do you think that it has not penetrated the American public? Well, these things don't sell themselves, and it's one of the reasons I'm really looking forward to that, that State of the Union address. Uh, I will say that there have been so many accomplishments under this administration, it can be difficult to list them in a distilled way.
0: It's like watching Step Brothers Part 2, and they added Putin. They had a poopoo to judge there. Don't get on... I'm saying his name the correct way. The Lawrence O'Donnell, the Shakespeare of MSNBC, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the program. Top of our second hour, this lovely, wonderful Monday. And you can listen to the nationally syndicated radio show from Sea to Shining Sea on an affiliate near you. Or you can also stream it on wherever. You can watch the simulcast on Facebook, YouTube, DirecTV, Channel 349, in the First app as well. So, all, I know. So, all it's that scene from Step Brothers, which is one of the funniest movies ever made. And it's when uh, they decide to make bunk beds. So they have so much more room for activities. And they, for look at all this space. It's it, John C. Riley and Will Ferrell. It is, it is one of the funniest films ever. It really is. And that's what it reminds me of. Well, there's just so many to list. All of these accomplishments. Well, can you name? There's just so many. I mean, it's really hard to distill down the just sheer amount of accomplishments. It's, the Accomplishments are crushing. There are so many. Ooh, can you name one? I mean, it's ta- I mean, there's so many. I have to choose my one that I could, would like. There's so many. <laughs> the accomplishments. <laughs> well, I mean, define accomplishment. I'm actually surprised he didn't go, well, define accomplishment. <laughs> I mean, because it is an accomplishment to tank the economy. That's an accomplishment. It is really, you know, we were able to get rid. You know, Marie Kondo has the whole, the, does it bring you joy? We were able to get rid of a lot of equipment in Afghanistan to kind of clear things out, you know, in the DOD, sort of free up some space. So we, you know, we we were able to make that happen. We were able to uh, get all these, you know, basically all these uh uh tyrants we have wars that just kicked off and balloons in our air spaces it's amazing i mean are those accomplishments i mean i don't know maybe inflation taxes the border ooh a lot of people want to come in the u.s you see him i'm actually surprised he didn't do that well let me tell you here jake um you know so many people want to come into the u.s as you can see at the southern border, that's just uh, you know, further indicates the sheer amount of accomplishments that this administration has accomplished. He's trying hard not to sound like Kamala, but he still sounds kind of like Kamala. Right? They're sort of the same. They sound like the same thing. Okay, so I did not watch the Grammys because I like good music. But I didn't realize that they had already gotten... Well, did you guys see it was the uh, spy balloon that dressed up as Madonna and introduced uh, a performance? Don't laugh. <sighs> having like Jocelyn Wildenstein nightmares here. But I didn't watch. the. Everyone was saying that Sam Smith, who I cannot stand. I think he's an oversensitive Pop-Tart. He dressed up as the devil, and, and they had red lights, and then he had a bunch of like... You know, broads, dancing, and stripper gear. Uh, and I guess that he thought that... No, okay, can I just say no one wants to see an overweight man squatting on stage, okay? There's nothing sexy or attractive about it. You can wear as much latex as you want. No one wants to see a fat dude squatting on stage, okay? Nobody wants to see that. There's a whole episode on Seinfeld about squatting, okay? And whether clothed or not... It is not a position that anybody looks good in, especially if you're somebody like this dude. Okay? He's just tall and awkward and a little overweight, and I'm not body shaming, I'm telling the truth, okay? Nobody wants to see that. That's not attractive. You're not going to gaslight us into thinking that's attractive. Here's the other thing. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's like so I don't I don't find it I did not find this controversial in the way a lot of people I think found it controversial. I didn't even, I watched some of it. It was so cringe and so trite that I was embarrassed for them. Like, have you ever had secondhand embarrassment? It is so cringe, I couldn't even deal. And that's exactly what, that's what this is. It is, it is, a, I mean, it was full on cringe. These dorks rehash the same stupid thing Year after year, I'm going to do something controversial and offensive. Well, does it have artistic merit? No. It's just shocking. Animals can be shocking. You know, I've watched my dog eat poop. That's shocking. Is that art? Apparently, by these people's standards, it is. That's. But the thing is, is they always think that I'm the first person to do this. And that, ironically... Makes it all less controversial and it's only offensive because it's so mediocre and unoriginal. Like shock rock, that's not even shock, that's I'm gonna wear a devil hat. Look, I'm the devil. I'm a bumbling kind of overweight devil and I'm gonna squat here on stage. Look at me being all attractive and stuff. No, it's not. No one thinks that. No one, no one thinks that. No, Screaming Jay Hawkins, Arthur Brown, Alice Cooper, they all invented shock rock. And you know what? They were, they were talented. These are nothing more... These, like, modern-day performers, they don't even write their own stuff unless they have an army of songwriters and a whole stable of session musicians. And they are just, like, lower-than-great-value interpretations of, like, the Coopers, the Browns, and the Hawkins. That's, that's it. That's the tweet. It's just the whole thing was just cringe. Cringe, 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 and I'm so tired of this broke and cliched "let's offend the Christians" shtick. Gosh, remember when it was Madonna who was doing the whole like the, the what what is she? It was uh, "Like a Prayer" that whole video. Yeah. I mean, every every year, every generation, there's they there's this whole offend the Christians shtick, and the only people, the only reason that people do it is because Christians don't get mad and cut anybody's head off. That's why, you know, they don't try to go and get you canceled or fired or. You know, they don't try to go all Charlie Hebdo on you. That's the only reason people still target Christians because they would never do anything else because their artistry only extends so far. Their courage in artistry only extends so far. I mean, Christianity has done more for equalization and, you know, women's rights and everything else more than any other. If you're going to if you're going to sit here and mock a faith, but, you know, whatever. But I find it fascinating that it because it's the it's the last refuge for these Supremely talentless Hacks who are propped up By very increasingly Irrelevant record labels And these people are nothing more than Just avatars for overproduced Pop diarrhea that's all It is so when I saw These like things with the Sam Smith Oh my gosh the cringe Oh my gosh, it's, it's, oh, it's so cringe. Can you believe, like, I got an original idea. Let's dress up like a devil and get red lights and make it look super devilly. Ugh, ugh, cringe, talentless, talent, yes, I don't like him. I can't stand his, his fine young cannibal ripoff. Fine young cannibals did it better, and they wrote their own stuff. So, no, I just, I can't, ugh, hackneyed, trite. Uh, The banality of it all. I'm offended because it's so unoriginal. If you're going to try to offend people, try to offend people. You think anybody, any of these people would have the stones to let's go mock Muhammad? (laughs) No, they're all terrified. They go after Christians because Christians are not going to cut your head off. Stop it. (sighs) Anyway, you know, the person who actually did the most on that, like when I think MIA, when she had women driving around in Saudi Arabia, it was like, what, 10 years ago? And there was all this controversy because women don't drive. I'm like, okay, that's actually original. Anyway, no, and she's a, she uh, apparently is now a, a Christian. All right, so we have, um, I got some wokery. <laughs> wouldn't be a segment without that, would it? No, it wouldn't. So there was an AI-generated version of Seinfeld that got banned on Twitch because the woke scolds came after what they said was a transphobic stand-up routine. I can't even believe this. I mean I can. It's just we're here. It was an AI generated Seinfeld show. And they they got it kicked off Twitch. And it was for 14 days. Larry Feinberg, a clone of Jerry Seinfeld, they said he made transphobic or it made transphobic statements during a stand up at late Sunday night. They said that they received a 14 day suspension, we appealed the ban, they wrote uh, the show's AI is trained on classic sitcom episodes and various AI tools that mimic traditional Seinfeld episodes. And it starts with a stand-up routine from Larry before moving to Larry's apartment. And during the, su- the stand-up on Sunday night, they said, he, he said, quote, there's, this is the, jo- <laughs> this is what it is, I'm going to read it. Quote, there's like 50 people here. No one is laughing. Anyone have any suggestions? I'm thinking about doing a bit on how being transgender is actually a mental illness. Or how all liberals are secretly gay and want to impose their will on everyone. Or something about how transgender people are ruining the fabric of society. So no one is laughing. But no one is laughing, so I'm going to stop. Thanks for coming out. See you next time. Where'd everyone go? That was the joke, end quote. And they were like, ah! And then they went to the Torches and pitchfork store, and they bought out all the Torches and Pitchforks, who hadn't seen a buying out like that since, you know, the Chappelle. And uh, they were real excited. That industry's up. And so then they went and went after the AI. Is that... I mean, that's, it's kind of, is it funny or is it, I don't know. What is the point of it? It's AI, so it's awkward, right? I mean, it actually, when you think about it in the, con, it, is the whole, is this whole thing a joke? I think the whole damn thing is a joke. Maybe it wasn't intentional or maybe it's like an Andy Kaufman bit. So AI is just going to say some things and then everyone's going to get mad and cancel literally the AI
1: because you know AI hate.
0: <laughs> oh man, that's crazy! So they got they got AI canceled. I love it. I I, I this here. I have I have the thing here. Do I want to play? Do I got a minute? I got a minute. See even play that because that was apparent, and it didn't have like anything. It was on nothing forever, and they it was a clip, and and I don't. I'm just trying to figure out what is the offensiveness here.
1: So, this is my stand-up set in a club. There's like 50 people here, and no one is laughing. Anyone have any suggestions? I'm thinking about doing a bit about how being transgender is actually a mental illness. Or how all liberals are secretly gay and want to impose their will on everyone. Or something about how transgender people are ruining the fabric of society. But no one is laughing. I mean,
0: I thought, I thought they were making fun of those people doing that. That's what I kind of, when I first, when I read the transcript, that's what I thought it was doing. I don't know. But they banned it. No, there's no room for nuance. So even if it was, so people now, so, so they're actually now offended by AI. Our AI accidentally said something that was transphobic. Doesn't represent our views. <laughs> they put out a statement they actually put out a statement i can't even deal i can't even deal with this congress is taking ufo's much more seriously why is that and what answers do we need i'm sarah carter on the latest sarah carter show i'll discuss all of this with nick pope former head of the uk's ufo investigations i'll also tell you about the brutal murder of a maryland woman thanks to president biden's open borders policies and liberals keep trying to make us believe that common sense conservative policies are racist. Follow The Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
0: Well this is a new story coming out just about 30 minutes ago Department of Defense apparently told Representative Mike Waltz That the China spy balloons that crossed the U.S. during the Trump years Uh, And General Mattis thought Trump was too aggressive so he did not tell him So Mattis was Secretary of Defense and not even the military chain of command So what's happening with this story? That's interesting We're going to talk more about this here coming up That's incredibly interesting uh, also, a couple of other things here. Um, a new poll suggests only 37% of Democrats want Biden to run again uh, in 2024. 62% think that he has done, quote, little or nothing. Wait, but M- Secretary Mayor Poo was saying that he's done so many accomplishments that there's so many he can't list all the accomplishments he's got. And damning polls suggest the majority want Biden to step aside for someone younger with voters focused on his gaffes and coughing it is a 15 over 15 percent decline just from october and i'm sure that the documents and all that stuff didn't help it either very interesting indeed so they don't want him in there they think that he's that's why you're you're seeing them and he's gonna i think his state of the union address tonight he's gonna try to sell his try to sell all the accomplishments that's what it sort of feels like Feels like that's what they're going towards. mm mm -mm. We'll let you know. Uh, Also, a couple of other things here. This, uh, pulling this up. Forgive me. So this, they call it the Perfertility, The fertility with a PF because of Pfizer. The vaccines, they've determined. Project Veritas had released a second video on uh, Thursday night. And showing that, yes, the vaccines actually can disrupt, which we kind of knew, but nope. Remember, you were called a conspiracy theorist and you were suspended on Twitter if you even asked the question. That it actually can disrupt menstrual cycles, but it didn't appear to do damage to fertility. They said people were trying to argue because birth rates went up during the pandemic that that's, that is not even remotely... That does not mean that the vaccines had no effect on any kind of fertility aside from that, particularly when there was no studies on it. They didn't even study the menstrual side effect of it either. Uh, marijuana users uh, and firearm owners. This has been a huge debate. Reuters has the story on how a U.S. judge has ruled that uh, you can't ban people who use marijuana from owning firearms. He says it's unconstitutional. U.S. District Judge Patrick wyrick uh, this was uh, he dismissed an indictment on Friday against a man charged in August with violating that ban. That's going to be that's an interesting, very interesting discussion. All right. Stay with us. we got more in store.
1: Politics, pop culture and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's the Dana show.
0: You know, we don't expend too much crisis energy, if you will, on Uh, hyperventilating over an air balloon Uh, when you think about up this up this crisis spectrum to um, an invasion of taiwan or god forbid a nuclear confrontation
1: so i think we need to sort of put this in perspective i think the administration's response
0: has been measured i i understand the outcry for this affront to our sovereignty and all that but satellites are going by every day oh good heavens that's uh james clapper he is a former director of national intelligence who actually perjured himself. Honestly, he lied to the American people about mass surveillance. So let's, you know, and he kept saying, oh, I didn't lie to people. I didn't lie to Congress about NSA surveillance. I just didn't understand the question. You lied. By the way, they went after Mike Flynn for that exact thing. You lied, dude. But Clapper lied and they had receipts. Welcome back to the program. Daniel Lesh here with you. He says that people were hyperventilating. I think it does show that it, to me, I don't know how that's not considered provocative. And for China to try to play victim, that's sort of their M.O. Like they'll just play victim over something and uh, as a way to uh, not look as the we're not the aggressors. We're the victims here. But I shared with you how back in 2001, they had one of their pilots that forced one of ours out of the sky. It was a Navy surveillance jet. And one of the uh, one of the Chinese fighters, Chinese uh, Chinese fighter jets came and literally bumped the wing. Ended up in a crash landing on one and then the other had to make an emergency landing. It was met by Chinese soldiers with guns. Taken to the barracks. So this idea that you know, China is saying that the United States overreacted. I mean that's what James Clapper's saying here. He's basically saying the exact same thing as the CCP. Now basically he is. He's saying the same thing as the Communist Chinese Party is about this. No it's, it was a spy entity a spy balloon probably monitoring communication somehow i mean we don't know i mean well and we may never know it, may, it might be something that they look at the they look at the wreckage and fit and maybe think that it's too top secret and then they'll give all the documentation to joe biden for him to keep in his garage while his crackhead son passes out in his car i don't know maybe maybe that's what'll happen but it does show i think it was it was i think it was a provo- i think it's provocative it could be interpreted as a provocation and I do think that they were testing to see what the response would be. What would what would the response be? Now there was this story that came out, and I don't know. I see some of the sources on it, and I'm just like, eh. But Mike Waltz had said that he was briefed by the Secretary of Defense that the uh, that it happened over Florida and Texas during the Trump administration. This is when I was telling you they came out. This was sort of like the weak defense that they had, I guess, to try to deflect. From What happened here with Biden because I, th- I just think Biden acted too late. Why do you Why did you wait? if they were worried about debris Why didn't you do it when it was over the Aleutian Islands There was a, a pretty Long segment there that it was over The Pacific and In US waters and they could have done It there instead of waiting for it to traverse The entire you know width Of the United States and then not Act until it basically got everything it needed And then take it out in South Carolina. That's Just dumb. If they were worried about debris they would Have done it a hell of a lot sooner it was a spy balloon for the love. So they had to distract from that somehow. Oh, but Trump, he, you know, but Trump, though, there were three of these balloons. Well, then, in the CNN article that we talked about last hour, it showed that the explanation for that during the Trump administration was, well, we didn't know until after he left office. And we we don't actually can't speak with clarity where they went, the said, you know, the balloons. Well, then, one of the revelations is that apparently... Secretary of Defense at the time, Mattis, was of the belief that Trump was too aggressive and that they didn't, um, the Pentagon deliberately did not brief the president because they thought it would be too provocative, he would be too provocative and too aggressive if this take is true. And that is, you know, what they, and that's what they believed. But Mattis wasn't even in the military chain of command there at the time. So, I don't know. That's just a, it's a weird story. Very weird story. No, the, sorry, the civilian airship came, not the spy balloon. Is that distinction with a difference or not?
1: Yeah, just identified as a civilian airship.
0: Like there's people on it. It's an unmanned civilian airship. Oh, shut up. Stop saying civilian. It was a spy your, spy, your spy balloon, your spy plane. For James Clapper to say people are hyperventilating, there's no hyperventilating about it. I, it it's just crazy that it took as long as it did that they took so long. To, again, if they were right about to breathe, then that's when they should have shot it down over the Aleutian Islands. Shoot it down over there where you have to traverse the Pacific before you get back to the, touch the continental United States. It's so dumb. Like, I guess they think, all well, these people don't know geography. It's just wild. And they knew about it since, it since it was in that area. That's how long they've known about it. They just didn't tell anybody. And it was broken. The story was broken by a photographer in Montana. Wrote about it in Billings, Montana. It's just insane. So that is the whole, uh, yeah, I do think that, I, I think there's hyperventilating and I think there's also preparation. I don't know. It's just weird. there's a lot of, uh, do you think this was significant? Do you think it was a provocation, Kane? Was this an intentional provocation, do you oh, think? Oh, no
1: doubt. I think China knows how weak Biden is. Biden's been projecting weakness on the world stage since the beginning. And I think this is just China doing what China does.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, It. It. it I just don't, um, and I don't know how they could not have known. So what is it? They didn't know until after Trump left office or Mattis didn't tell Trump because he thought he was going to be too aggressive and provocative.
1: Which one is better? Which
0: one is it? Pick a narrative. Is it that Mattis thought Trump was going to be too, they knew about it. That means they knew. They either knew or they didn't which they I felt like they had to be real cagey with what well, we didn't know until after Trump left office to protect themselves from being questioned as to why you didn't brief the president or Mark Esper who was head of DoD at the time why wasn't that so what's up this is just a mess it's a mess because some p- factions are trying to make Biden look tougher than he is and not weak and, but it was Millie who apparently told Biden to not. Did Millie de- did Millie also say, "Hey, it's over the Aleutians. Wait until it goes over th- across the entire United States before you shoot it down." Or maybe we could sh- we should shoot it down before it actually touches the you know flies over land in the U.S. I mean, you can look at the damn map where the balloon flew. I mean, you can look at it. There's a a map of the pathway. It was over water for a significant period of time before. What in the world before it hit and and touched land over in the U.S.? I mean, there was I mean, they could have shot it down over there. I mean, I'm looking at a couple of things right now. They could have shot it down between Alaska and the end of the Aleutian Islands, the end of the archipelago. They could have shot it down there. They could have there's a million places chose not to do it when it was south of the Aleutian Islands. They could have shot it down there. They didn't do it. So who what, was that Millie the entire time saying, no, let's wait for it to go across the entire United States? It's so stupid. These people are, are not inspiring confidence at all whatsoever. It's, it's ridiculous. So I don't know. I mean, I just, I see this and I... But in the meantime, State of the Union tomorrow. So as I said, I'm going to be going to the State of the Union tomorrow. And I'll be, I'm going to be in the gallery. I'm going to... Uh, a guest of uh, my congresswoman, Beth Van Dyne, and I've never been, never been. I mean, I've never. I'd like to go with a Republican president, just you know, so you can treat it like. Because I think it's gonna. I, I just get the sense, and whenever you've watched them, don't they kind of react like games, like woo, you know yeah. the. Yeah. So I don't know. I, it's gonna be. I, it's gonna be weird uh being in a gallery where half of the room. We'll be cheering everything he says in the other half. We're going to kind of be, you know, throwing, looking at each other. What's happening here? It's going to be kind of, that'll be interesting to see. Very interesting to see. But uh, I will definitely, for you, especially for you newsletter subscribers, I'll make sure that you get the behind the scenes take and all that stuff. And as soon as I get, because you can't take digital devices in. So I think Lorraine, I was talking to Lorraine back channel. I think she may be hosting a live thread on the newsletter. And if I can pop in, because see, that's the thing. So sidebar to the sidebar. So, right. Like, I don't even know if I can take like my actual Apple. I don't even know if I can take my actual Apple watch in because I was already like, you know, can I just be, you know, like I'm tweet this, you know, and <laughs> James Bond style, hold the watch up, you know, and uh, uh, surreptitiously whisper into it. And it's it's pro- I, I don't know. I, I'm sure that there's probably some kind of security concern because don't they they always keep members of Congress and you know, some of the line out away from the Capitol just in case something goes sideways and you know stuff gets froggy Uh, but you know otherwise it's a live event it's not like they gotta you have to worry about anything being embargoed so I'm going to be there and in my uh traditional black and it should be interesting it'll be very interesting I'm gonna try it's just I don't know it's weird it's gonna just be like watching bad theater isn't it it's gonna kind of be like that like it's the Joe Biden accomplishments show Bad and he's theater and he's gonna go out there but the economy is so great uh well you don't have to worry about inflation eggs are affordable again and then half of the room is gonna go Whoa! the rest of us are gonna
1: he's gonna claim that jobs the 12 million jobs he created when it's literally just people getting back to work from the pandemic i
0: wonder if i could sneak a flask in i feel like you got to to just listen to it to just you know what i mean it is going to, I. It, it's just wild. The whole theater of it is, eh. but I, I tell you what, if he doesn't address anything about the balloon or not, and it's not even about the balloon, it's about Chinese incursion into U.S. airspace and whether or not it was a provocative test, whether it was a, a way for them to measure our response. And it's asinine to me that they were worried about a debris field. That was the reason given, apparently. App- Millie pulled Biden back. I don't know. When, but they didn't do it when it was in the Pacific. They waited until it went across the whole damn U.S. And then they, oh, well, now it's on the water's off South Carolina. Now let's do it. I got questions. I know you do, too. We all have some questions about this. I'm telling you what. Speaking of economy, I have one more thing for you. We got Florida, man. The number of people tapping in, tapping their uh, 401ks last year amid the economic strain is up. And it's ever-increasing record number of people who hold Vanguard 401k accounts, almost 3% tapped into those and pulled funds out last year, according to Wall Street Journal. This is a Wall Street Journal piece. They said that's well above the typical 2% rate before the pandemic. And it's up from 2.1%. So it was, uh, I mean, it is up. It's up quite a bit. It's the latest from the Wall Street Journal. But you know, I mean, we were told that The economy's great If the economy was so great Would you have a record You know millions of people Tapping their retirement savings To cope with hardship Like medical bills And what evictions And all kinds of stuff Would you Would they be doing this If it was If that were true I mean do you think that I'm just curious Is any of this Is any of the realities Of what people are dealing with Economically going to be addressed Are we just going to It's going to be a nation of of, It's going to be a State of the gaslight Now, Sergio just gave me a great idea. I'm not even going to lie. It's a brilliant idea. And I just so happen to have some. So Sergio from KURV, our affiliate McAllen, my brother from another mother, same heavenly father, he says he double dog, no, he triple dog dares me. That's a triple dog dare that was just thrown down. I mean... Dude, that—that's a gotta do. Take a small white balloon, inflate it, and show it from the gallery. I'm—I mean, they're not going to take a white balloon from me, will they? I could blow that sucker up super quick, tied up. They'll
1: wait till it gets over the Atlantic.
0: They'll wait till it gets yeah. That's not going to do anything. Just—that's actually a really good idea. You didn't triple dog dare, man. That's a serious one. It's his life
1: mission. To make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man.
0: So uh, a Florida man tried to settle a dog poop dispute with a dangerous drive-by. A Tamarack man was arrested after he tried to run over a neighbor with his vehicle over a dispute involving dog dew. It happened on January 23rd, Broward County. They responded to a neighbor dispute because they got reports of a man acting erratically and trying to strike neighbors with his vehicle. Upon arrival, deputies encountered a very angry 47-year-old Lucas Satin seated in the driver's seat of a vehicle, and as deputies approached and requested to speak with Satin, he yelled out of his window, stay away, I don't trust you, and then warned if the deputies came any closer, he would drive off, according to court documents. As backup vehicles arrived, Satin indeed drove away and left the scene without being questioned, and then following his departure, they then began interviewing neighbors. Apparently, he was driving his engine for hours and tried to run over another neighbor. And it, it happened because the victim told deputies he was walking his dog in the vicinity of Satin's home. Satin drove by. They waved as if everything was OK. And then Satin drove around the neighborhood one more time, yelled at him to keep his dog off the property. And to which the victim told Satin, you know, I clean up after him. Satin disagreed. And then he tried to mow him down with his car. So that's how it all started. And they did get him. They did get satin, though. They said they found they 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 did find him and they arrested and charged him with one kind of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. And he is on house arrest now following a mental health evaluation. A Florida man who beat who allegedly there's video of him doing it. Okay, a Florida man who was on camera beating a shark on a beach should be charged, according to the Wildlife Commission. Now, Florida wildlife officials are saying that there should be charges against a man accused of dragging a shark around on a beach and beating it with a hammer in December. I agree. According to Florida Fish and Wildlife, uh, they the agency is recommending that two charges be filed against the 33 year old, including harvesting or possessing a prohibited species, catching said species and not immediately releasing it without harm. Uh, It's going to be up to Brevard County State Attorney's Office to to determine whether or not they're going to file charges against this guy. But he was accused of dragging around this shark at Bicentennial Beach Park. It was all captured on vehicle and he hit it on the head with a hammer and then, you know, released it into the water. But apparently uh, it looked like a lemon shark, which is a protected species. They weren't able to find it after they hit it with a hammer. But it's like, why do you got to do that? Look, you're not going to settle the score. okay? that's not how we that's not how this works. Just don't be don't just stop. And a Florida man tells cops that Jesus told him to drive his Ferrari off of a pier. Yeah, that's what happened. Uh, A Florida man confesses to the cops. Jesus told me to drive my Ferrari 360 off a pier. 48-year-old James Mucciacho of Deerfield Beach, Florida, drove his Ferrari off the end of a dock in Palm Beach after a confrontation with the police officer. Uh, He was rummaging through his Ferrari. The car was parked on uh, the public beach dock. Uh, The officer told him he couldn't park there. He said, Jesus told me to drive it off and apparently tried to do that. Wow. Or you could give the Ferrari away to people who don't have Ferraris. You know, they're poor in Ferraris. Third hour on the way. and Make sure you sign up for that newsletter, too, because we got State of the Union behind the scenes stuff coming as well. Stick with us.
1: Uh, A travel ban uh, isn't going to, and the negative test results are just going to, they're delaying tactics. They're trying to get us information. They're not going to help. Individually, for your viewers, Andrea, the best thing they can do at the moment, and I know a lot of them are resistant, is masks. N95, really high-quality masks. Um, you can't control so, so. what's out there in the airports or what's on a train um, or what's going to be in a shopping mall. But you can protect yourself with these very high-quality masks.
0: High-quality H2O. Good grief. So this, uh, no, no one, mm-mm. We ain't doing this. This is uh, Zeke Emanuel saying that the vaccines don't work against the new variants but and travel variants, but the masks, though. No, we don't need any masks. We don't We don't need any of that. We're not going to have any of that. We're not doing the face paintings again. I was reading, actually, I was pulling this up right here, uh, the number of, uh, it was actually kind of crazy, the number of. Um, uh, areas, particularly in LA, where they are trying to in re- trying to bring back the mask mandates again, which is nuts. Like in like a num- a, a huge part in uh, uh, LA, in LA County, they're really they're really trying to bring back the whole mask thing. Re- they really want to make it happen. It's nuts and bring it back with kids in schools. Kids don't need it in school. We've had this discussion a million times over. The it doesn't work. It's a face panty, et cetera, et etc. But they've really been pushing the, what is it, the flu shot, and then ever and now this. But I don't. That was Zeke Emanuel though on that. And I'm like I said, I'm I'm just not. I don't I don't buy it. Do you buy it? I'm not I'm not gonna wear another damn face. I'm not wearing a damn thing on my face. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. And I doubt anybody's kids will want to do it either. Tell kids that they got to wear this on their face again. This is so, it's silly. This, uh, I'm pulling this up here. They have this in California. It's the AB 2098, the physician misinformation bill. It goes into effect as law in California. So physicians can no longer communicate nuanced risk about mRNA vaccines to patients without potentially having their licenses revoked. What? Yeah. Yeah, a, a doctor in California is actually sounding the alarm. Actually, doctors, I should say, doctors. They will, so a lot of doctors are going, one other California doctor chimed in. Uh, he's a, a board certified ophthalmologist, PhD research scientist, uh, and he had said that a lot of physicians are saying that, quote, I'm at risk of losing my license if I express my honest opinion to you. Therefore, I will not express my opinion. You kiss, can, so you can't, penalize it you know penalize them if they're not actually telling you know giving you information this is crazy is that how science works? yeah it's not a political science but not science science uh, yeah not not science science that's not science at all but for them to say masks good heavens not gonna no they don't work uh, you know the only thing that works well are really uh high quality uh masks He's the guy who, I mean, as you know, Zeke Emanuel advised Biden on coronavirus policy. China, in China, everyone's wearing a mask. Didn't they just have like a record 800 million infections in China in just one month? And that's with all their vaccinations and mask wearing. Amazing, isn't it? It's, no. He had said, he tweeted right before New Year's. He goes, "I get it. We're exhausted and we, and we want COVID to be over, but it's not that simple. China's likely to see 800 million infections. We can they all wear masks. They've all been vaccinated. Why are they having what I mean, explain to us Zeke, why is why are they having such so many problems still? Why? Good grief. Now we don't um the masks aren't aren't going to work. And there I, and I don't I just can't imagine the Biden administration, I mean, at least federally, but I do think state by state, obviously, Democrats will push that. Uh, I want to hit a couple of other things as well. And we're watching the speaker's vote's going to move to a second round. I'll bring you updates. That's what we need to know. That's the latest that we need to know. Uh, And we don't want to run the risk of having uh, Democrats in in interim control. And I thought uh, and I'm going to tweet this soundbite out. That Texas Congresswoman Beth Van Dyne, who is very much a conservative, you might remember her. She first hit the news when she was mayor of Irving, Texas. Clockboy. Y'all remember Clockboy? So she was the one who backed the police on that. And she took a hellstorm of fire because they went after her. She backed police in handling the Clockboy situation. That's the kid who took the guts of a clock out and shoved him in a pencil case and acted like he invented a new clock, and everyone thought it looked like a bomb, because it did look like a bomb, remember, and then the school got in trouble, they said that looks like an explosive device, and the police were called, because someone at the school reported it, and so the police were called, and she backed the police, and the family wanted to sue, and there were lawsuits flying around, and all kinds of stuff, and she ultimately prevailed, she held her ground. Anyway, she's now in Congress, and um, I, you know, I I. I like a Chip Roy or Jim Jordan. Those would be my two, two choices to challenge McCarthy. Jim Jordan don't want to do it. Chip Roy doesn't want to do it. So you have Kevin McCarthy. And you have to be able to ha- I understand what she was saying. We're, I get, look, I get it that people want purity tests. I, do t- I would love it in a perfect world if I didn't have a single person who disagreed with me. Wouldn't we all? Mm-hmm. McCarthy's not perfect. And I have a record longer than most of the people talking about it right now of uh, going after him and Eric Cantor and Paul Ryan, the young guns. I mean, Newt Gingrich and I used to go at each other's throats for crying out loud. And then we became friends because he realized, you know what, grassroots does know the way. And I'm I'm open minded enough to realize that. And that was good on him. Maybe McCarthy's talking a good game and he's putting some very conservative people in charge of some very important committees. Jim Jordan is really the only person that I would want over House Judiciary, if I'm being real. Um, it's not, And she made a very good point. In Texas, everyone's like, Texas, oh, you're very Republican. You have a supermajority. Texas always has a Republican supermajority in Austin, in the, in the legislature. Here's the problem, though. Um, they like to trade influence by putting Democrats in these very important roles and positions. And I don't want to see Kevin McCarthy have to get to that point. To, to do house speaker I don't and I hope he wouldn't but I do think that that's a big that's a, a, a huge difference We that he's putting conservative people in conservative spots So if that helps your perspective at all, otherwise, I just don't care I just think that if you're gonna you're gonna object you need to be ready And if you really don't want another Paul Ryan, then why the hell don't you have a substitute? I say this as someone who met Paul Ryan and criticized him to his face why don't you have a substitute? I like to have a strategy when I when I dust up. So I just think you need to because otherwise you, it's a fool's errand. Now, a few other things. I got to share this. Did you all see this uh, thing? Miami police. Have you seen some of the cars in and around Miami police or Miami? They have. I want to make sure that I don't blast this over the airwaves. I didn't realize this, but apparently so some of the cars they have professional law enforcement and they're painted rainbow colors and it has LGBTQ plus heart pride. And they're, their police cars. They're apparently legitimate police cars, like actual, like the p- police drive them. And my question was, is it for, are, is this particular car, the officer that drives it? Is it, for the division of like crimes against gays or for crimes that gays commit, I'm very confused. That's a great question. Yeah. Who can tell or is it as a, as a listener said? Is it for crimes that back in the 80s people would call gay? <laughs> I. Why are your police colors? Why are your police cars in Miami? You're. We're going to paint our cars in the colors that denote how we have sex because it's very important when it comes to law enforcement is that that's really the thinking here right that's how i see it who, who what does that have to do with law and order it's very important that we pull it we have to paint our cars if you have sex a certain way you get a flag and you have some colors that represent how you have sex it's very important you see how ridiculous this is to me that's who cares why do you have to why do you have to make such a big deal out of it? That's like me saying, Well, I hate raisins in my cookies. Where's my flag? Where are my colors? Where's my police car for that? Hmm? Pro raisin bigots. You pro raisin bigots. Yeah, where's my police car for this? Or I hate disco. Where's my flag?
1: No. I don't if I saw this car behind me flashing lights, I'm not sure I would pull over.
0: Oh, I wouldn't think it's real, and I'd run away.
1: Yeah, that's. What, it looks I think like that's a damn Barney car for my own safety.
0: It looks like Reno nine one one plus Barney. I would be. What's what's this face? What's this face, officer? What, what's his name from Reno nine one one? It was actually a funny show. The guy with the short shorts, the booty shorts, hopping out of the car. I mean, for real, like this is like some Reno nine one one stuff. LGBTQ. So is the cop gay? Like, can, I don't understand. <laughs> like what? Do gay cops get those cars? Do they get special cars? I don't know. We're all curious about this. I've even had like there were there are gay listeners who are like we don't get this. Someone from Miami was like, "Yeah, that is actually a legit thing." What? I don't. I'm so confused. I'm so I don't. So where's the heterosexual car? I mean. Someone said that with the amount of decal work they did on that car, they could have actually bought another car. (laughs) Is that that true? (laughs) I mean, they're they're like, yeah, the wrapping was like 3K easy. Really? Over 3K, they said. Holy wow. So they're, where are the hetero cars? Hmm? No, 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 it's not good enough anymore. I also want a 3K plus wrap job. So where's my where's my fancy wrap job? Can we just get some boobs on the side of a car or something like that? I don't know. Like, I am mean, just asking. Like, if a, it, depending on the sex of the driver, so it's a, if it's a dude cop, like a hetero car, just wrap it with, I don't know. I'm just coming up with things here. I just don't know why we have to make a big deal about how people do it. You know this, right? This is, is anyone else just mystified by this? We have a special acknowledgement for how people do it on our cop cars. That's, that to me, I hear this and I'm like, that's not open minded. That's stupid. How many cars have this wrap job, too? That's the other thing I'd like to know. Because if that's just the cost per car, how much are they spending per car to wrap it up with the alphabet stuff? Taxpayers are paying for this. You're broke. But you got a rainbow police car. Does it make getting that ticket nicer? I mean, I see this chasing a criminal and I'm laughing my ass off. I just got to be real. I'm just, I think that you should be required to wear booty shorts if you drive this car. If you're the officer who drives the car, it should be a requirement. If you're not hopping out of there clicking your heels like Reno 911, then I, Kane, you need to read your Slack comment out loud. Which uh, one? Which one? The deputy dog. Oh, one. no.
1: I didn't know it when there was a new, like a, a gay nine unit.
0: There you go. It's gay nine uni- unit. You're pretend gay. You're just cosplaying as gay. <laughs> I don't even know how you would do that, but I can't make fun of this car enough. I just, man, what in the world? In Miami, they're doing this. Why? I didn't realize wrap jobs were that expensive, too, until I went down the wormhole of how expensive wrap jobs were. Good heavens. So uh, maybe all the conservatives that are moving to Florida and like the Miami-Dade, because it went Republican for the first time, like spend your money more wisely. I mean, you could do a sticker, couldn't you? If you had to do something, if you had to signal something about how people do it, couldn't you just put a sticker on instead of wrapping an entire cop car in a, you know, thousands of dollars job? Maybe. Just. Just FYI.
1: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
0: Guns save lives. A good Samaritan saved a woman in a Memphis parking lot after two men tried to abduct her. While she was entering her car, the attempted abduction took place just this past Friday. It was around 8 p.m. It was an upscale shopping center at the shops of Saddle Creek in Memphis. The woman who remains unidentified sustained minor injuries in the ambush. Police are still searching for the three suspects who were last seen driving a silver four-door car. But it was a good Samaritan who was armed and who drew down and saved her because guns save lives. So kudos to that individual. Oh boy! Everyone saw the video now from TMZ. Dana White and his wife had a drunk slap fight at a Mexi- at a bar in Mexico on New Year's Eve. He and his wife, Ann White, they've been married for 26 years. They were celebrating uh, Saturday night with friends. They were in a VIP area, and she slapped him. He slapped back. Two friends jumped in and pulled them apart. And it was kind of, and apparently they both were intoxicated. He came out with a statement said he said he was embarrassed. He said he just hates that his kids have to see, has to see this stuff online. He's like he says he and his wife are good. He said they've been married for a long time. I mean, it's a bad video. There's it's bad. Also, don't hit people. Whether you're a chick or a dude, don't hit people. I mean, come on. Uh, also. Uh, Justin Trudeau has banned foreign investors from buying property in Canada after Chinese and Indian immigrants snapped up so much that it pushed up the average cost of a home to $800,000. And Alabama, their new law, concealed constitutional carry, kicks into effect this year. Grover Norquist on taxes next.
1: Almost every conspiracy theory that people had about Twitter turned out to be true. (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a conspiracy theory about Twitter that didn't turn out to be true? Uh, So far, they've all turned out to be true. And if not, uh, more true than people thought.
0: Yeah, well, he's not wrong. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you bottom of our third hour. He's not wrong about any of this. I mean, it's it's so many. I do wish, though, that he was i think that he needs to clear a lot more house for real because the shadow banning and all of that still continues it's 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 absolutely ridiculous but we are learning really just how far the government has gone to control speech it's newspeak really this was interesting too this is now it's spreading on, it's the World Health Organization, their Office for Europe. And they have their Vaccine Crisis Communication Manual. It's a step-by-step guidance for national immunization programs. And it covers all kinds of stuff. And really what's what I found most interesting about this is that, by way of uh, the Webernets, is that they have how to Assessing when and how to communicate with what they say are people who are essentially coronavirus vaccine deniers. And it tells you everything, like guides on how to say it, everything. And even like a, uh, they said, even a public statement by a journalist and politician is scripted in here. By way of, uh, and I've, I'm I'm going to retweet this on social media too, and it's 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 wild. When you have no or very limited information, you know when when more is known about the event. I mean, they give you it tells you exactly how to talk to people about the coronavirus quote unquote vaccine if they disagree with it. It's wild. It and they it it's just really. At this point, this is, again, this is political science, not science science. So they have responding to the acceptor, like the people who accept the narrative about the coronavirus vaccine. They say, uh, keep the conversation brief and straightforward. Screen for contradictions and precautions. Prevent hesitancy by addressing questions, if any. Uh, And they say that explain the process and protective behavior still necessary post-vaccination to prevent virus transmission. When they say responding to the refuser, they tell you the goal is to build trust and engagement. Keep the conversation brief. Don't dismiss and avoid confrontation. Uh, Be persistent. Give your strong and this is bolded. Give your strong recommendation to vaccinate. Share expert information. Uh, leave the door open for discussion. It's weird, though, because most people don't do this, But still, I mean, the fact that this is how it's treated and then they have responding to vaccine hesitancy using motivational interviewing. I mean, this is so it's so ridiculous. All of everything is so scripted. Response to vocal vaccine denier. They have those in there. They liter- and then they literally have like what happens if if one of the side effects is a fatality. Well, you you gaslight the hell out of them. That's what those talking points apparently. This is crazy. I sent this you saw this game, right? Yeah. This is it seems like uh, the bouncers at Twitter were following the WHO guidelines on this. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's a playbook to protect I mean, I don't I'm not going to call it a vaccine anymore. I'm just going to call it I know some people say clot shot. Which come on, I don't they do. You've not heard that? They've said it. Still makes me laugh. I just am <laughs> mad I didn't come up with it. They say, "Clot shot. What about profit shot? Oh, yeah. I like that, because that's what look, I only get aggravated at the people who insist that I have to have this thing because it works when it, the CDC came out and said that it doesn't prevent, you know, the transfer doesn't prevent virus transfer doesn't doesn't actually invoke immunity doesn't create any kind of immunity that's the those are the only i don't care if somebody wants to do something themselves but don't sit here and try to gaslight me about about stuff but it's their it's their pandemic response playbook it's like a it is i and the scripting is so weird it's the, the way they tell you how to talk is so weird I feel like I'm, I, they have an entire script for the media on this. Preparing for a uh, vaccine crisis. How to. And they give you high potential impact, medium potential impact, low potential impact. Routine communication. Start developing messages. Share them with key stakeholders, spokespersons, and partners. Where appropriate, start communicating with selected audience, but not yet to a wider audience for medium potential impact. Kane, that's medium potential impact. Right. This is like a it's like screwed up Cortana. Exactly. And then I, I, I don't know. This is wild. I just really want to read it and make fun of it. That's really all I want to do in a robot voice. This is what it's our, It's just wild. I don't have any other words for you. I'm going to retweet this and you can read along with it. But the fact that you that people can even come up with their own. You can even articulate your own reasoning that you had to, that people would actually rely on this. I mean, it makes you think that it's. I mean, it's all scripted TV at this point. That's all it is. It's a communications guide, step by step, to gaslight people into believing that this works. Like here's some of the like the the you would tell people, oh no, it's not a debate. I'm just focusing on concerns. Hey, this is my strong recommendation. I just wanted to inform you about risk. That's the this is the language, but you have to be persistent. This is all so fascinating, fascinating indeed. But nobody's shocked by it. This goes down to it's just the the issue of control. You know how earlier I talked about the gas stove ban? The Appliance manufacturers are now pushing back. The Association for Home Appliance Manufacturers has, they 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 released a statement saying there's simple steps people can take. I gotta can I read this paragraph? Yeah. Okay. now, remember, we're talking about the Biden administration that is pushing this. Well, your kids are going to die if you have a gas stove. They're all going to die from the gas. Let's go kill them all. They're all going to die because gas is dangerous. So they're trying to get everybody to ban gas stoves. The Association for Home Appliance Manufacturers released a statement saying there are simple steps consumers can take while they're cooking, such as opening a window. Turning on a ceiling fan or using a range hood to mitigate any harmful emissions. I, I just can't. And then you have, what's his face? Richard Trumka Jr. This is his quote. Any option is on the table. Gas stoves are a hidden hazard. Products that can't be made safe can be banned. I want to ban your face. No, I... (laughs) <laughs> ban everything that is unsafe. It's more affordable, but it's not electric. They want everything electric. They want everything electric. And of course, it's the EPA and WHO that are pushing this stuff. And it's this administration's like, oh, golly gee, you know, we should eliminate all the most affordable ways of inter- to having energy. And by- and gas is, is, is is any kind of emission is safer and cleaner than that which which is used to excavate and extract everything used for electric if you really want to have that conversation but what I want to know is what the hell kind of parent is making dinner are you shoving your kids head in the oven like what are you doing what what are what are people doing how are they doing this doesn't make any sense are they are they putting their kids head well? how is this this I don't know how they're cooking I've never had an issue You've never had an issue. You have gas stove.
1: We grew up with gas stoves. Like we we didn't have any electric stoves growing up. Every single one of the houses we ever lived in it was a gas stove appliance. You know and what else? Gas is, furnaces.
0: You know what else is dangerous? Abortions are dangerous for kids too. Super dangerous. Did you know the fatality rate? I mean, they're like more dangerous That's, than the gas stoves.
1: A hundred percent. So
0: dangerous. I wanted to. Uh, I have you guys heard about this? I think it's been out, but it was one of the things that Dead Waters had sent to me, and I was howling with laughter because we're talking about the language and using language and using all this stuff. Uh, the I'm pulling. The, forgive me. I'm like juggling all my. I'm like, where's my mail? Where's my thing? I'm gonna pull this up. So the the CDC they wanted to control. They want to control language, and so they've brought up. this like weird guide it's called their preferred terms I mentioned this yesterday for select population groups and communities and so they say things like instead of saying uh, parolee say persons on parole yeah or uh, they say instead of saying homeless persons experiencing homelessness It's this is how I'm not making this up. It's how ridiculous this is. instead of saying uh, poverty stricken, say people experiencing poverty. Or illegal immigrant people with undocumented status. You know what? If that's actually an issue of law and order, not politics. And what about instead of saying thief? You could say person in possession of unpurchased item. Or, like Doom Eternal, instead of saying demon, you could say mortally challenged entity of the spiritual realm. No, they didn't say that. I'm saying that. I'm giving them suggestions, right? Or instead of saying murderer, you could say person who concludes the life of another person. Right? I'm just saying. Or instead of saying government-mandated injection that doesn't transfer immunity, they could say vaccine make sure you sign up for the newsletter over at substack chapter and verse all kinds of good stuff up there i'm going to include that those talking points too from the cdc stuff on the vaccine with that which brings me to this this is audio sunbite 17 it's a flashback from 2021 and it's this this fda panel member uh this guy named dr eric rubin and he nancy pelosi's this talking point about the quote-unquote vaccine. Listen to this soundbite. We're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it. That's just
1: the way it goes. That's how we found out about rare complications of other
0: vaccines, like the rotavirus vaccine. And I I do think that we are going to, I I do think we should vote to approve it. Wow.
1: That was right before before they voted to approve it Uh to be put on the kid's schedule, by the way.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're not going to know how safe it is until we start giving it. So let's just see what happens to your kids. now we know. Yeah, now we know. Let's just see what happens to young men. Let's just see. This is wild, man. Uh, That's not medicine. That's, um, well, I have some words as to what it is, but it's not that. With all of this, the fact that there's any ill will towards anyone who has hesitancy or just outright refusal is just, it's just, I I just don't, I think that those people who oppose that are just narrow-minded narrow-minded I, I mean I don't have any other word for it. it's wild right and it's so incredibly frustrating there's still people I don't talk to because of this not by my choice it was by their choice I'm not good enough to talk to if even though I had the virus already I didn't get the injection I didn't get the government injection so people were just like I mean the, 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 they thought that the bending the knee to to this with this performative theater was more important than maintaining friendships. Mm. How many people can say that? There's so many, that's the sad thing, a lot. I am like in no way unique in this. There are a lot, a lot of people can say that. I thought this was about health and I thought that this was also about, you know, what happened to the whole my body, my choice thing. This exactly. was about health.
1: It's frustrating because it was the media and politicians that were causing the intentional division on this because even if you look back to twenty, late 2020, early 2021, we didn't know anything about this vaccine, mm-hmm. whether or not it was going to be effective or not. But the push to force it on everyone and prove, or not prove, but at least convince you that it was safe and effective was their only effort during that time.
0: Yeah, that was it. And nobody made an effort to answer any, you know, any kind of questions. I like when they did the daily briefings with everything. And then when Biden got into office, they stopped having all everybody up there and making a thing about it you know but i i you can't blame people for having hesitancy in before an issue in which no actual real information other than trust us trust the government you know because the government has never done any kind of experiments on people related to health or anything like that particularly men right never never ever you can trust your government. That's like the most orwellian terrifying phrase I think ever. But when people didn't, then it was looked at as as like misbehavior. They were out of line. Oh, they're these people are the oh, they're they're uh they're the problem. These people are the problem. They're the agitators because they're refusing to submit. Well, people just, I mean, there were a lot of people who I think were just kind of middle of the road on stuff and they just wanted to have some questions answered, like how it related to, you know, their, their hormones or if they had other, uh, you know, issues in which this might exacerbate those and create an actual serious, real adverse reaction. No one was, you even asking the question, you, you got excoriated just for asking the question. All right. Today in stupidity came.
1: All right. It's going to be Chuck Schumer. Um, He was out there, just like Pelosi was, trying to blame MAGA Republicans for the problems with the IRS. I'm so tired of that phrase. It's
0: just Republicans. I know.
1: So here he is saying that, man, if we follow the hard right MAGA Republicans, this is what will happen. Listen to this. There are a good number of Republicans and conservative-leaning independents who said, I'm a Bush Republican, I'm a Reagan Republican, I am not this Republican, and voted for our candidates. And I hope that this election is a little bit of a signal to the Republican uh, new majority in the Senate, that if they follow the hard, hard right, the MAGA right, it's sort of like following Thelma and Louise over the cliff. Mm -hmm.
0: For crying out
1: loud.
0: Yes, that's so ridiculous. And by the way, what a throwback movie. I was like in elementary. It's how old long that guy's been in the office. Folks, have a great night.